On this episode, Van Damme Entertaining Month finally comes to an end, guys. Sad to say it, but all good things must come to an end. And I'll reveal the top five and bottom five films for Jean-Claude Van Damme. The list itself will consist of mostly pre-millennium theatrical titles for him when his shit was still awesome. We'll talk about why each of the films cracked the list, and I might even throw in an honorable mention or two. But before we reveal the list, let's jam. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. It's GPM Podcast Debut Month, guys. You know, the th- the theme, as you already know, is Van Damme Entertaining Month. I still get some folks that ask me, what exactly is a guilty pleasure movie? And you know what? I guess the true definition may be that it's a movie you love, despite the fact that others don't hold it in such a high regard. Or maybe you want to consider it a movie you love, but you just won't admit to it. Well, I'm going to break that mold, guys. I'm going to confess and admit to all my favorite Guilty Pleasure movies over time, and I will find a few new fans for each of these flicks along the way. So let's continue that journey. Uh, I do have five full review episodes available currently, and please thank you for uh, downloading those already. And if you haven't, definitely go ahead and rate and review. Thank you in advance on all that. I always appreciate the feedback. And as you guys know, that uh, my Facebook page is very interactive for you guys to get involved. Um, each month, a fan vote will tie in, to, tie in some way, somehow, either by choosing the theme itself, an actor for that theme, or maybe even one of the titles for the episode. So definitely continue to check out that on Facebook. And this month, you know, the fans, you guys helped vote on the title that we would go with, the very first episode, and that was Bloodsport. That was the winner over Kickboxer as the debut episode. And I was glad for that because Bloodsport is still my all-time favorite movie, so thank you guys for choosing wisely on that one. But now it's time to reveal the official list, the top five and the bottom five films for Van Damme. And just a note, there were 19 titles that I elected to rank from, and I initially banked the rank, based the rankings, that is, on what I thought were my favorites. So the top three made it to the, the final four automatically, and the remaining 16 went up against each other, and winners were chosen based on, you know, rewatchability and just overall entertainment value. Uh, it was a bracket, if you will. If you're a March Madness fan, you kind of have an idea of what I'm describing here. But the bracket caused me to do a little switcheroo on some of my initial rankings. So I just kind of seeded them how I thought, uh, yeah, I really like them, you know, going into these rankings. This is what I kind of think they should be like. But then I started to go head to head against each other. Like, man, which one would I rather watch, you know, this or that? And so some shit actually kind of wish there were some surprise upsets along the way, if you will. But we'll start by revealing the shit end of the stick, the bottom five. I'll get this out of the way. Practically all of the straight-to-video titles would be at the bottom of this list, so they would crack the bottom five and then some. 
But besides maybe one, which is Enemies Closer, and that's definitely a to-be-continued. I actually enjoy that film. Van Damme's kind of this fucking crazy Joker-type character, almost, in this movie where he's a bad guy. So it's fucking awesome. It's only a few years old, so if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. And just a quick heads up, the to-be-continued saying, I'm sure you guys know it's self-explanatory, but I use that for certain titles. That just simply means those are titles that are more guilty pleasure movies of mine that will someday be reviewed on the show. And definitely make sure that if you go on the Facebook page, you throw in a suggestion or two, and hey, if it sounds like a good one, I'll definitely review it and throw your guiltiness on the air too. But anyway, back to the list. And then just a quick reminder, it's 1985 to 1999 Van Damme titles that are on this list strictly. This is back when his movies were still kicking ass. And, you know, a title that just missed the bottom five was Universal Soldier The Return. And now this is the last Van Damme title in the theaters in 1999, and it was a major, I mean, major box office bomb. It pretty much killed the career of Van Damme entirely. I mean, we see all some other films leading up that we're starting to kill him off, but this one officially did it. It was, you know, the fucking stick a fork in him, guys. And I mean, and that and the cocaine binges he did pretty much pull, put the shit fist, put this, put that whole shit fest into effect for him. So it just, he was done by this point. But I mean, it had a few cool stars in that movie. It had Bill Goldberg of the WCW, which is, you know, it's a wrestling promotion that died slowly over time too, but he was that, the fucking guy during that time. He was a, you know, household name, if you will. And we also had Kiana Tom, who was known for any of those workout shows that you might have caught at that time in the late 90s on ESPN, uh, some called body shaping. It's basically where they worked out in bikinis on the beach. So I know I was a teenager at this time. I was definitely catching that, especially, you know, summer break. Mom's at work. I'm fucking flipping on ESPN. There's no sports center, but we got bikinis on the beach, guys. And the bad guy in this movie, the Universal Soldier of the Return, is Michael J. White. He actually played Spawn. You know, he was the bad guy in this film. So he did a fucking awesome job, though, overall. He was definitely, you know, the, the best part of the film for sure. He's a really, really amazing martial artist in real life, even. And so you see those skills put into effect in this film. And the final fight that he has with Van Damme is really fucking awesome. And it's that's really the only highlight of the film is just, you know, he's basically this computer most of the film but then he ends up getting a body somehow or whatever and then you know he's on the screen for maybe a few few moments or whatever a few scenes but those are really what stand out the rest of the movie is literally just trash Goldberg fucking sucks he plays a wily wily e coyote type role where he just keeps falling off shit but never quite dies <laughs> you know even with this having the biggest budget for any Van Damme film up to that point and it looks cheaply fucking made. It just looks horribly filmed. And like none of the budget was used for a good camera or editors. Like they probably just gave it all to fucking Bill Goldberg and Van Damme. And were like, whatever, we got the stars. It's all we need. But now we're off to the official list. Like I said, that one was pretty shitty, but it's still enjoyable somewhat. So it didn't quite make the bottom five. But the fifth worst film for Van Damme, Knock Off. And that was our last episode, as you guys know, our most recent one. So make sure to check that out if you haven't. I don't want to scare you off from it, but it was it has its moments. You know, Van Damme seems so out of it while filming though on this in this title that like he is super fucking high. Like I said, he was on some coke binges during these times, and he's smiling uncontrollably and just has a terrible delivery throughout. The fight scenes were just cut to shit. The editing is just overall terrible throughout. 
and you get those lame special effects they keep trying to present pretty much it seems like every couple minutes you get some bullshit not so special effect and even for the time it was rather unimpressive it didn't serve any purpose really and it was way the fuck overdone (laughs) and not even some rob schneider comedy could save this film guys he definitely didn't steal the show or he did steal the show that is but it was just not the best pick overall for these two guys to be the buddies i mean if you're gonna go with van damme maybe go with somebody else that just to spice it up but i honestly think he was the best part so maybe van damme just was what we're fucking meant this wasn't meant to be for this title like i said in that episode jackie chan i thought could have made could have made a difference it was a fucking bad film but i think people would have at least enjoyed his fight scenes and his stunt scenes so and we move on to the fourth worst film which is double team and this is the one where Van Damme teams up with Dennis Rodman to take down Mickey Rourke as the bad guy. It sounds weird, and but, you know, intriguing at the same time, just based off of that. But if you remove Van Damme and add someone that is actually an actor, this may not be on the list because, once again, he just, and I hate to admit it, but he was probably, you know, the wrong choice for this particular film. And, I mean, Rodman is by far the low point, so, I mean, you could just do away with him or whatever, but... He has no acting skills, and he's really not much to look at with the bizarre outfits. And, you know, of course, he had the unique hair colors. That's whatever. I'm not one to judge. But just for this film, it just did, it didn't look right, honestly. You know, Van Damme, he's really not... He isn't much better, though, honestly. Like I said, his training scenes are drawn out. Really fucking silly. At one point, you know, he puts a sheet, a bed sheet around his neck, and he ties the other end around a tub with water in it so he can fucking lift it to get stronger. But it's kind of uncomfortable as you're watching it, though, because he's in his little whitey tidies, and he's got his hands around his head, so he's not holding on to the tub or anything, and he's just lifting the shit up, and he's making these extremely loud grunting noises, so he's basically getting off while he's working out. <laughs> and they're just it's minutes long, so you're like, my God, I just need to skip to the next fucking scene. <laughs> and, you know, I said, Mickey Work is the bad guy. He probably is the highlight of this film, you know. He's not a bad actor, honestly. He really, it, we just don't get enough of him, though. That's the, the biggest problem. The final fight scene with him, it kind of, it really sucks, though. That's the problem. You know, he's a good bad guy. He's got the good lines. He's intimidating, but we don't get a good fight scene, unfortunately, so you're let down with that. It's kind of unique, though, the way he goes out because he's, he's eaten by a tiger and then blown up by a fucking bomb kind of at the same time, so his death scene is kind of a saving grace in a way for him, but... <laughs> Anyways, we move on now to the third worst film for Van Damme. And this might be a surprise pick for some of you guys, but it's No Retreat, No Surrender to me. And if Van Damme was not in this film, then it would be probably the worst film in fucking history. It was, you know, it took a few years after Van Damme became a star before anyone really knew what the hell this film was. It had a kind of developed a cult following after, you know, over time. But the acting is fucking god awful. I mean, it is horrible everybody in this movie just sucks it looks incredibly cheap and the dialogue itself is just poorly written and is just so bad you know this is the first movie van damme really acted in. he had some weird little roles before that you know kind of uncredited shit he was in breaking as a background dancer <laughs> but um this was the one he actually had a real role in you know he was in the credits as somebody meaningful and he was cast as the main villain so that, that was kind of neat. You know, he didn't start off as the fucking action hero. He was the bad guy, you know, to kind of get things going. And he was okay as the bad guy, honestly. He was the one that stole the show. He didn't have a lot of lines, but he just had the right look. 
And, you know, that this is what people noticed in that film was him. And he was a way better fighter and actor than the main star who was a, some Bruce Lee fanatic. Just some little gangly fucking white dude that just was horrible, like a bad actor. Sure, he was a martial artist in real life, but he did look like a badass. But anyways, he fucking beats Van Damme, so he must be the the, the hero, right? Anyways, I, just, I don't know if that guy had much of a career. Van Damme, as we all know, had a pretty good one, so he's the reason for this film being any one of a success. The music throughout the film, though, it really fits the time, you know, eight, 1985 or 86, whatever the fuck it was, but going back, you know, the film, it does not hold up, and the music is just pure silliness, and, and some of it's just crap nowadays, but back then it fit, you know, fit what it was supposed to at that time. And as a kid, I remember seeing this this movie, the, the VHS cover, which really stood out. It was like kind of a, a, a Van Damme versus the other guy where the, somebody like did a, a pencil drawing or a color pencil drawing or whatever. And it was just really fucking neat. It stood out. But I'd always want to rent it, but it'd always be fucking checked out for some reason, amazingly. I don't know how, but it always was. But the time that I was finally able to rent it, I was let down, and I was a little kid even, so maybe 10 years old, and even for that time, I was like, this movie's awful, so I love Van Damme, and that's the only reason I'm going to watch it, so I don't even know if I, I think I did watch it all the way through, but, you know, as a kid, you watch things multiple times, and you rent it, so the multiple viewings after the first one were just the fucking end fight scene, because that wasn't too bad, but. And as an adult, I've tried to go back and rewatch this, and it's really, really hard to get through the whole film in one sitting, and I think maybe my lifetime, I viewed the whole film maybe three times, and that's just because I maybe was having a big, you know, 80s nostalgic craving during that time, and, but yeah, it's a bad film, guys, it's just one that does not have that entertainment or rewatchability you're looking for, and we're going on to the second worst title for Van Damme, Black Eagle, and this is similar to No Retreat, No Surrender for a lot of reasons and why this film made the list. You know, it's one of those older titles, I believe it was 1988, you know, late 80s, and it's way lesser known for any of his flicks, you know, and without Van Damme, it wouldn't have any type of real following whatsoever. You know, but Van Damme, once again, he plays a bad guy, and he gets a fair amount of screen time in this one, but once again, you know, he's much a much better fighter than who the star of the film is. That guy, I'm sure, has real martial arts skills, but just isn't doesn't look good on screen for some reason, and, but... Once again, the, that main actor beats off, or he takes down fucking Van Damme, and he actually kills Van Damme in this film, so it was kind of sad to see that shit happen, to see Van Damme get fucking killed in a film, but it happens. You know, the fight scenes are, they're okay. Overall, the film is just really fucking boring, though. And I've seen this movie maybe twice, and the first time was a kid I saw it. Um, you know, I saw the film on the shelf at the video store, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I've never even noticed it, never heard of it, of course. And you know, it had been out for maybe a few years by that point. I was still pretty young, but I, I noticed it and was eager to watch it and have knowing having not knowing any idea what the fuck to expect. So but I popped it in and of course I was bummed. I, I've you know to find out that he was the bad guy and he died. But just everything about the film was pure fucking trash. So it didn't keep my attention even as a little kid with Van Damme in it. It was a bad flick, guys. And and as an adult I've tried to go back and watch it and I it just, it, there's just nothing good about it. There's really no entertainment value there. It looks poorly made, cheaply made. I mean, it did have a low budget, of course. I mean, I don't know what it fucking made overall. Probably most of the 
uh, money of the gross it made back was probably for fucking VHS rentals back in those days, or people had the same idea. What the fuck is this? Is some random fucking Van Damme title all of a sudden on the shelf out of nowhere? And you take it home, you rent it, and you're like, God damn it, they got me again. So, <laughs> but now we're moving on to the worst film for JCVD for Jean Claude Van Damme, and that is this might be a surprise to you guys, but it's Street Fighter. And I'm sure a lot of Van Damme's are one Van Damme, Van Damme fans say that 26 times fast or whatever. But you guys are wondering, what the hell of all the titles? How is this one the worst? Well, he maybe has made worse films, but like I said, we're talking about a specific era during a time when he was a star, when he was at his peak. And this film fucking sucks. I loved the video game franchise for Street Fighter. I was much more of a Mortal Kombat guy, though, to be honest, and I was super pissed when I found out, it's in the trivia, it's a pretty well-known fact now, that Van Damme chose to play in Street Fighter over playing Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Fucking Johnny Cage was based on Van Damme, goddammit. The JC, you know, for the initials, the look in the video games, him being a Hollywood action star that could do the splits and nut punch. What the fuck, man? It was, you were born to be this goddamn role, and he just elected not to do it. He decided to play the Guile character, which is some blonde dude with a fucking USA fucking flag on his arm, some tattoo. It's the exact opposite of Van Damme. I'm not saying he doesn't love America, but the dude has a French accent throughout. You can t- his blonde fucking tips more they look morally orange and I'm like this is just pure shit. And this the film was really fucking hard to follow at times because they disputed so many of the fucking characters at you from the game not giving you any development of who they were. It didn't make a difference why they were there. They were just, "Oh, well, there's another name to throw out." So no one character really made any difference in the movie, honestly. And Raj Julia, R.I.P., he was not the right choice for, you know, for for Bison, the bad guy in this film. His fight scenes against Van Damme were fucking terrible. And he just didn't have the look or the sound for the role. You know, he's amazing in the Addams Family and any, a lot of other films he's done, for sure. And like I said, R.I.P., but... And this was his last role, too, which is crazy. They have a little credit at the end that, you know... It says, you know, in memory of or whatever, but God damn, he was a bad pick for this film. You know, as a kid, I would rent this film constantly and a few times a year even. And I would just notice with each viewing, I would dislike the film more and more. So I gradually started to hate this fucking film. I don't know why, but it just has bad acting, a terrible script, no real plot of any kind. And a disappointing Van Damme. It just makes for a real shitstorm and a hot mess of a movie. So it's just so bad. It's my least favorite pre-Millennium Van Damme film. And I, I even hate to say that because I own it. I've tried to rewatch it and it's it's hard. I can't do it. I really can't. I'm sorry. I'm sure you guys are like, oh, I love this fucking film. And, you know, and I've talked about how other shows have just snipped this film apart. And that's why I didn't want to do it, because it's a well-known bad movie, and that's why I was like, I don't need to do an episode. Everybody else is fucking, you know, put their two cents out there. I'm throwing my quick two cents in, because like I said, it is the worst Van Damme title. There's some other shit fucking ones out there, but for when he was a star, this is the worst. And now, you know, we've talked the shit into the stick, now let's dive into some of the Van Damme goodies. Time to reveal the top five. Hey gang, real quick, want to give a big thank you to the creator of our opening and closing theme songs, musical genius 
Dan Pfeiffer. If you enjoy those tracks, you can listen to them along with many more of his at the app Reverb Nation. Search his channel name, Dan Pfeiffer. That's spelled P-F-E-I-F-E-R. Dan the man, thanks again. Before we reveal the top five, let's throw out an honorable mention. And that is Universal Soldier. I'm sure a lot of you are bummed this title isn't higher on that list, and I definitely hear you. But the films ranked ahead of it are just slightly more enjoyable to me, and I'll definitely tell you why. But this film is great. It has Van Damme versus Dolph Lundgren, and, you know, what more do you need? Uh, but it did end up spawning a few uh, DVD sequels, or directed DVD sequels. You know, we did have, of course, The Return, which made a theaters, which was god-awful. It bombed. And then we even had a few more sequels after that. And they decided to bring back Dolph Lundgren for those sequels, brought him back from the dead somehow, some way. And then we even get a rematch versus Van Damme, and it was pretty fucking cool, just those particular scenes, but those films were just god-awful, just, ooh, bad. But anyways, you know, we in this one, in the first Universal Soldier, you do get some pretty good fighting scenes from Van Damme, and the, that overall final fight with him and Lundgren is fucking killer. But the action scenes at times are a little bit weak, in my opinion, and slightly generic. And it's just way too slow-paced throughout with that dialogue that feels really useless some of the times. And what did it for me was just that reporter lady, just way the fuck too much of her for my taste. And that's what kind of dropped it out of the top five. It'd probably be sixth, I guess you could call it. But on to the fifth best is Hard Target. This film is amazing. It's so bad that it's amazing, for fuck's sake. It's a, a John Woo classic. He was he was a director. He also directed Face Off. That has Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Some of you guys might have heard of that. That's for sure to be continued. I love that fucking movie. Um, anyways, in this one, in Hard Target, you get some action scenes that are just way fucking over the top. We get Van Damme that's standing on a motorcycle shooting bad guys. You know, he punches a rattlesnake in the face and then bites his rattle off. You know, but all that just sucks you in and you only want more of it. And Van Damme even sports a fucking greasy mullet that would put Billy Ray Cyrus to shame. <laughs> it looks terrible and not sure why they felt it would be a good look or why it was necessary. And you can tell it's extensions, but it's it, it definitely, I guess, needed to be there. So, And it was unique for Van Damme. We hadn't seen it up to that point. And we get Lance Henriksen. He plays such a fucking good bad guy in his movies. And he has such a presence in this film, too. Just an awesome bad guy. And you know, the concept of this film is pretty great. Um, you know, you get rich guys that want to spend their cash on hunting human targets, just maybe out of boredom or whatever. And Van Damme has to bring the down, bring down these guys that are in charge of running this hunting business, this human hunting business. So, you know, it has some silly moments. But his fight scenes are just really great, and there are a lot of you know sweet kicks to the, to the face that are delivered by Van Damme, some great knockout scenes. Overall, it's silly and easy to poke fun of, but there is not a second of this film that leaves you bored. And I swear, if you go back and watch this, you are sucked in and entertained. You might be laughing at times at the silly, the cheesiness, but it is great, and it is fucking entertaining. The fourth best film for Van Damme is The Quest. And this was the Cinderella team in my bracket, guys. This one I didn't think too highly of initially. I like it. I love it. But 
I just wasn't sure. I, it started off as about number nine out of those initial uh, 19 rankings, uh, but it just kept pulling off upsets, you know, when I put them head-to-head against other films. You know, it was very similar to Bloodsport. Um, as far as plot-wise, it's not really... An, it's an unofficial remake, if you ask me. You know, we get fighters from around the world who are invited to a hidden tournament with no rules, and the winner... It gets a prize, so it's a little different than Bloodsport and the fact that it takes place during though the twenties during the Depression, and you know Van Dam has to lie to get into the tournament. He claims to be somebody else that was invited in, and so it's a little bit different, but it's still a similar concept. You get a just a whole shit ton of fight scenes. Many are short and sweet, you know those little montages, but others are a few minutes long and really really well done. And the final fight is great. And it actually go it spills outside of the arena. So it's not just like Bloodsport where you get the platform, but they spill outside of the arena and they fight out in the street. So it's pretty fucking awesome. Way different. But, you know, if you like Bloodsport, I think you'll definitely appreciate this film a lot too. And, you know, Van Damme actually helped write and he was the director of this movie. This was his first time in the director's chair. Certainly not his last. I think he did a great job, especially for being the main star. I said this was at a time when he was going through some of the demons and the bad habits, but he did a great job for everything that was thrown his way. Moving on to the third best film for Van Damme, Kickboxer. And this is the first Van Damme movie I ever had the pleasure of viewing. I was maybe two years old, but I can still recall some of the memories of enjoying it as a little little guy. And I, um, you know, I even watched it with my parents and my grandparents. And they would just let me watch it on repeat. So thank, thank you to those guys for my family for you know being so supportive at that time and just so cool. I mean, a two-year-old watching Van Damme films that sounds kind of crazy, but at the time it really was acceptable. It wasn't a big deal, you know what I mean? And especially for kickboxers, there's not really any death scenes. There's nothing, not really overly bloody. I mean, it is, but not too bad. But it was just great, you know. As a little guy, for some reason, I would just only want to watch this film. It was my favorite, even as a little kid. And I would call the, this is embarrassing to admit, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'd call the Tong Po character Guy Tail. And my parents still remind me of that shit to this day. Because <laughs> they know I'm a Van Damme fan. So when we talk about it, that's what they always say. You know, for a bad guy though, the Tong Po character, he had that look that really stood out. He had that bald head except for that really long braided ponytail in the back. And you know, he just had that giant scar on his face and he barely uttered a word. I think I called him the guy tail because he was a guy that had a fucking tail in the back of his head. Self-explanatory, but I was, you know, two, three years old. I'm not going to be able to mutter a sentence. So you got what you, you get what you get from me. And that was guy tail. And they knew what it meant, what I meant. And like I said, they still remember that shit to this day and remind me of it. But the training scenes in this film were fucking awesome. You know, his master and trainer, uh, was a funny little Thai guy that was believable as a badass. So you really, I thought he was better than Mr. Miyagi, in my opinion, because the guy would just, he was just, he was funny like him, but he just had a little bit more involved, I thought. He was just really cool, and the the training scenes were awesome. The story is really simple. You know, you get one guy that gets hurt badly in a fight, and his brother seeks out revenge. You know, there's a small little love story mixed in, so you kind of get something for everybody, if you will. And the final fight is still my favorite for any Van Damme fight scene in a movie. It is, it's, you know, really long. It's just, you know, multiple rounds that they have. And it's just dramatic at times. And it's really fucking awesome. And, 
it's bloody, it's good, it's great. You know, you get the, the high kicks, you know, Van Damme's getting his ass whooped, and then he has to rise up, and it's just, it's really emotional at times. It's really fucking awesome. I love it. Can't recommend it enough. And then on to the second best film for Van Damme, and that is Time Cop. It was hard to pick this over Kickboxer, honestly, but this film has a lot more going for it, personally, in my opinion. It is filled with silly plot holes, you know, based around time travels and all that element, but if you look past that, it is easy to enjoy this movie for what it is, and that's a kick-ass travel action flick starring Van Damme. So avoid the plot holes, just enjoy what it is, and you'll love it, so... You know, this is the only Van Damme title that I was have actually been fortunate enough to have seen in the theaters. I was maybe seven, eight years old at the time. And my mom, like I said, God love her, and she is amazing. Uh, she was nice enough and great enough to take me to see this as a surprise one day. And I still have not forgotten that memory. I recall it, um, going to see this film in the theater early on. And then later on that evening, you know, we just couldn't get enough of the, the theatra, so we decided to go back and see The Little Rascals. I'm sure you guys have all seen that, and that's a to-be-continued. It's a fucking awesome movie, too. But So that was just a fun-filled day. You start off with some Van Damme, you get to go see The Little Rascals, and you get a whole bunch of junk food in between. So it was a great day. I still vividly remember that shit. And it was just, you know, an overall great fucking movie. And it just it had some great action scenes, really good fight scenes. I thought... You know, it was the best-looking film for Van Damme of all time in my... You know, even some of his newer shit or whatever. And it just looked really great. It was just... Had a cool bad guy. It was... It was everything you were looking for in a Van Damme film at that point. But it was a little bit different because it was sci-fi at the same time. So you got kind of a different twist. And he just... He looked kind of silly because he had kind of a mullet... Still going, kind of going on a natural mullet. No extensions in this one. But it was still great. You know, he did some time traveling and... It was, I just love it so. But anyways, it wasn't my favorite Van Damme film. We're going to talk that now. And that the best film, number one for Van Damme, Bloodsport, of course. This film made Van Damme the star that he became. He doesn't shine as bright as he did back in these days now, but he's still a star. And it was all thanks to this film. You know, it doesn't have a dull moment in it. And the fight scenes are what keep me coming back each time. And there are quite a few, and you know, we even get you know those montages and the knockouts. And I know I, that was the debut episode, so you guys know exactly what I mean when I talk all these the highlights and the overview. But you know, there's some good quotes, some LOL moments, you know, and it's based on a true story. And over time, that's that true story seems to become mostly a work of fiction. So, but it did make Frank Dukes a big name, and it kept keeps people guessing. I know how legit this guy truly is. You know, 20, 30 years later, or whatever. So. And I fell in love with this film as a kid and pretty much have always claimed it to be, to be my favorite film still, even to this day. And, and that's not just for Van Damme films. That's of all films, guys. It's my favorite. So that's sad and silly, I know, but I just can't get enough of it. I watch it at least a couple times every single year. So I know it's bizarre, but when people say, I've seen this movie a hundred times at least, and I don't know if anybody can really, that's a fact. If anybody's seen a movie a hundred times, you maybe, I'm sure, I fucking have probably seen this damn near close to 100 times in my life if not more so this is that one movie that if you've seen 100 times for you know this is that one for me so and that like i said it was the the gpm podcast debut episode so check it out if you haven't already done so but guys that officially concludes van damme entertaining month it was an extremely fun month with lots of trips down memory lane 
I look forward to revisiting some more Van Damme titles again in the future. You know, we might do something more like similar to this in the future as well. Uh, but the clue, you know, it's time to switch reels here, though. The, the clue for the next episode, and we're moving into a new month. We're launching off America's Sweetheart Month. And the fans voted on Facebook who for who they thought America's Sweetheart was. I thought it was Pauly Shore. I was mistaken. The winner is, and thank to you, thanks to you guys and my wife, of course, for the suggestion initially, Matthew McConaughey. So what I will do, of course, is watch and review some of my favorite movies of his. And these are going to be ones where he's mostly the star, so dazed and confused. We all love that film. That will not be on this list, guys. He was a star, but not the star. We're talking shit where, when I said the star, you know, you were the guy on the cover. Your fucking name is the really the only one on the fucking poster. You know, this, you know, this is, you're the main guy. You're... Fucking, if it's a 90-minute film, you're in there for 89 minutes of that shit. So, But I want to thank you guys again for tuning in and to be continued. Before I go, I want to thank you all again for taking the time out to listen to my show. This is something I'm super excited about and passionate about and forever grateful for you to be on this creative journey with me. You can continue to do so on Anchor, which where all of our episodes will be available on for free. Our Twitter handle is GPM Channel. Channel is spelled out. YouTube is GPM Podcast. And the most interactive way to discover us will be on our Facebook page, which is going to have all the voter polls up, lots of different posts and videos. And, of course, in the near future, you can discover us on Patreon, which will have some of our bonus episodes and some new segments which we'll be creating. But thank you guys again, and stay tuned. Thank you.